Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Hello, thank you for being with me today. Hmm. Thank you for your own dedication to growing and learning. Today's topic is rest, finding rest. Hmm. I've been reading a book by Charles, well, two books by Charles Eisenstein. One is called Sacred Economics and the other is called The Ascent of Humanity. Hmm. Talks about rest there. And it really touches me as such an important topic for living your relationships as a spiritual practice. I want to talk a little bit about the importance of rest and when we don't have rest, what it creates. And then three aspects of rest. Hmm. So I'm just going to name the obvious because it's important to remember and I think it's so easy to forget, right? That in actuality, when you don't have sufficient rest, reactivity takes over. You end up making bad decisions that take more energy to manage or saying things you regret that then require more energy or trigger more suffering and then of course with your physical health when your body doesn't have ample opportunity to restore and renew we you pay in sickness and disease for example in my own health struggles I learned that your liver expands three times during the night when you rest, three times its size. So your river, your liver shrinks during the day as, you, as it does all its things for you. And then when you're sleeping, when you're horizontal with your eyes closed, your body receives the signal to restore and your liver begins restoring. So when you're using more energy than your liver can keep up with, well, there's consequences, right? Many consequences. So there's a lot of research on that in the big, big wide world. But today, I really want to focus on accessing rest, um, how it contributes to living your relationships as a spiritual practice. So I want to begin with a psychological kind of rest and then I want to move into what it means to rest in the present moment. And then I want to talk about the actual quality of rest and how propose some definitions for that and also just invite you to consider what does rest really mean to you And when you say, I need rest, and then you take action, you do something that you're calling restful, 
what happens really does that really work what really really serves you in other words what serves your life so beginning with the psychological aspect of rest it's important to become centered in this sense that you're already enough So for me, this is like a core expansive belief that supports restfulness. I'm already enough as I am. You're a beautiful child of the universe. As you are, you're enough. And the reason I offer that up is because when we're restless, then there's usually some limiting belief back there doing some pushing. You should be or do more. You are not enough. The quality of difference between you should do or be more and you would like to do or be more is bigger than the Grand Canyon. It's gigantic, right? It's all the difference in the world, that difference between what you think you should do and what you would like to do, what you're inspired to do, what you have energy to do. So I really want to notice that difference. That's so important. If you're believing in your whole heart, body, and mind that you are whole and complete as you are, And that it's okay for you to attend to what's true for you, what's authentic for you. More than okay, right? It's actually absolutely vital to the health of our world that you learn to attend to what's most deeply true for you. Because when you do, when you come back into the self-connection, Wisdom and compassion naturally flows. And I say come back into self-connection because I want to acknowledge that we don't, most of us anyway, live in a world that promotes self-connection. We live in a world that pulls your attention in a variety of ways, tells you what you should or shouldn't think, how you should or shouldn't identify or dress, what you have to do to be successful, right? All these things being predefined. And so this coming back into what's most deeply true for you is a practice, is something to cultivate because most of us didn't grow up with people cheerleading our self-connection, unfortunately. And so coming back into self-connection and finding that deep place in which you do know you're beautiful and loved and precious as you are, it's from that center, from that knowing, that you can really notice, ah, do I need rest 
or would I like to pursue an activity, an act of service, creating something new in my life? Only from that place of wholeness can you discern with wisdom when you need rest, when you need meaning, purpose, movement, name any need there, right? Hmm. So when I say that, you most likely recognize, oh, of course, of course. And at the same time, I'm guessing you also recognize that living deeply from that knowledge that you're whole and complete as you are, that's probably going uphill for most of us. And so I think I've talked about in other podcasts, I encourage you to immerse yourself in that which sends you that message over and over again. What is it for you? Hopefully it's this podcast, for instance. And I encourage you to be mindful of your choices. What, you, what are you exposing yourself to and what messages are being conditioned in you or reinforced? And do you want those messages reinforced and conditioned? Okay. So there's a sort of rest that is natural, that occurs naturally because you know you're enough. There's a habitual restlessness that comes from core limiting beliefs that you need to earn love, that you're not enough, that you have to scrape and crawl your way up to survive, right? We could name a long list of those. So let's just create that space and leave that there. From this place of restfulness, you know you're enough. You're whole and complete. Okay. And the second thing I want to name is resting in the present moment. Hmm. Just doing some resting in the present moment right now. I'm relaxing the extra muscles that habitually tense up, such as my shoulders and just kind of a... For me, I have a habitual tendency to move my muscles up, getting ready to take action. So notice what that is for you. What is that habitual tensing that you do that in any present moment, just with a moment of awareness, you could interrupt and relax, and that's rest. Right? You're interrupting habitual use of energy that's not serving any life purpose. Habitual tensing. And that's in your body and could also be in your thoughts. You're just thinking habitual thoughts that aren't life-serving. You're reviewing a conversation. You're planning your next day just out of habit when you could be enjoying your walk, for instance. Right, Whatever it might be. So restfulness in the present moment. One simple way to access a practice like that is to rest in every transition. What if in every transition, like from one activity to another, before you started the next thing, 
you just took a moment and closed your eyes and focused on interrupting habitual tension and took one inhale and one exhale. Do you want to do that right now? Maybe we could call it micro rest. Micro rest breaks. Probably somebody has already said that. <laughs> okay, let's look at the last piece. The quality of rest. What's really restful? There's a lot of entertainment in our world. And so one of the ways that we can access rest is to watch a movie or a series, TV series, a Netflix series, funny YouTube videos, whatever it might be, whatever your choice is. So I invite you to be mindful of that form of rest, that it probably has limited returns. In my experience, I think maybe I've said this before, about 15 minutes of that type of entertainment rest is helpful. And beyond that, I'm left feeling kind of spacey and disconnected and a little empty, not in a good way. Um, Maybe it's different if you watch a whole length movie and you're snuggling with someone and you're laughing with someone else and you have some human connection throughout that entertainment. That's probably different because you're meeting a lot of needs at once there. So maybe it would be helpful to just write down all the things that you're calling rest in your life. And then I'm going to offer you some possibilities for what the qualities of rest are for you to consider. And you could check if those things you named really give you access to these qualities of consciousness. So here's some things that I imagine define rest. That rest brings renewal. So after a period of rest, you have a sense of ah, feeling new, feeling like you took a shower or something. You're fresh, you're new. You're restored. Rest also restores, restores your energy. You feel a sense of energy has come back. Maybe there is also an openness or a spaciousness. Rest brings openness or spaciousness because some things that you didn't need were released and dissolved and cleared out and now there's space for something new and when there's that spaciousness there's openness and a natural sense of curiosity so let's just review those first ones rest brings a sense of renewal restoration openness, spaciousness, and curiosity.
I would also venture to say that a deeper sense of rest brings a sense of timelessness. Our last podcast was on time. So rest that is really deep rest. When you reflect back on it, when it's over, you have the sense that you are in a timeless zone. You were really resting into a spaciousness there. And the last thing, the quality about rest that I want to highlight is an openness to inspiration. And for me, I believe inspiration often comes from divine guidance or from the matrix of wisdom that we live in. And at the same time, it doesn't matter to me what you believe where guidance comes from, where inspiration, ideas, insight, creativity comes from. The main thing I want to highlight here is the sense that when you're resting, right, let's imagine you're out raking your leaves. Here in the United States, autumn is coming and we might be raking our leaves in the yard or working out on the land somehow. And even in that time, you're tuning with your five senses rather than running a conversation in your head or a plan. And in that mindful openness, ideas arise, something new arises. Without the space for something new, some new inspiration in your life, I fear that you will become depressed because you thrive on discovery. You thrive on learning, on inspiration, creativity, growing, evolving. And so rest lays this deep foundation for making space. And that making space invites something new into your life. Just like making space in your house invites something new, right? Or making space in your schedule invites something new. When you rest, you can invite that guidance as well. After you've rested for a while, you can complete that rest by sitting for a couple minutes in silence and just asking, is there something that I want to be aware of right now? Is there something that would help be helpful for me to know? Often for me, it would be nice, you know, if it was a big voice or a, a person or a spirit appeared in front of me, someone knocked on my door and said, this is what you need to know. That would be really nice. I'd like it for, for it to be so concrete. But often what happens is I'm quiet. I ask the question. And then I just find something occurring to me. And it really has a sensation of, I just start thinking about something. And so it doesn't necessarily feel like a lightning strike or some big bolt of inspiration. But I notice, oh, I just started think of something. And that something I'm thinking about is actually a new idea. Right? So whether you imagine it's from your subconscious or something greater, 
Just allow that space and notice what happens. If there's really a space there, something new will arise for you. Hmm. And as we move towards closing here, I want to also send so much love and compassion for how difficult it can be to access any sense of rest. For so many of us in the world, for you listening, and also for people who don't have access to very many resources, and they are literally in survival mode because of how our world is distributing resources because of our systems of the market economy, our systems that don't allow a fair distribution of resources, that there are so many of us struggling just to survive, and the idea of rest is so far away. So I want to bring that awareness, that compassion, that care to this hmm, state of our world, And I want to offer that we will change the state of our world when we choose not to be in that system that says there's scarcity, that says you have to work harder to be successful, you have to do more to make your life worth living, you have to get more, obtain more, obtain status, things, achievements, write more books, <laughs> record more podcasts. When you say no to that in any small way, even if it's by just resting a moment before you start work for the day and connecting with your heart, you are changing those systems. Every time you opt out, you're giving less energy to those systems. Choosing rest is a way to shift our global systems. Are you with me? Is it okay to make that leap? <laughs> because choosing rest also means choosing surrender, choosing trust, choosing connection with your heart. And that's what matters most. Thank you so much for being with me here today. Radiating love from my heart to yours. You can learn more about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and find free resources, live offerings, and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.